You are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild every day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Bully of ZoneCoverage.com, and with me is Tony Abbott of The Athletic Minnesota. Tony, how has your day been? Uh, you know, it's been it's been good. The weather was real nice. I, I, I just ended up doing a lot of work uh today but you know like that's uh that's the break sometimes i'm i'm winding down and and yeah enjoying my sunday did you get a chance to get out and enjoy the nice weather at all this weekend uh i mean like i was outside at times (laughs) and i enjoyed the part where it was nice but you know yeah you weren't your face wasn't hurting every time you stepped out of the car no, my face didn't hurt at all. Uh, I actually was able to wear just like, you know, a flannel shirt and walk home last night in a flannel shirt. It uh, it ruled. It's the best weather, in my opinion, because you can wear a hoodie and jeans and be comfortable. You're not either sweating, nor are you too cold. Yeah, no, no. If it could be 60 degrees every day, I would, I would take that. Yeah, like by the coast in San Diego. Ah, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's more like 70. Yeah, 70's I could a little that high. Too. I could do that. I don't know. Like, I start to get sweaty at around <laughs> 62 degrees. Like, it's got to be 60 on the dot. Okay. Uh, Tony. Yeah, hey, what's up? S- Sunday. Yeah. The day that we are recording on was International Women's Day. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I saw that uh, during the Canadian broadcast on some hockey games as well as the NHL on NBC that they were doing an all-women broadcast, I think, even from their on-air personalities to the uh, the women calling the game, both uh, play-by-play and color in the booth during the Blues and Blackhawks game. And also, I think they were even in production when it came to uh, – the, the 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 truck during the broadcast as well so i think that was pretty cu- pretty cool yeah no that's really awesome that they that they did that it would be cool if they did that on you know going forward on on some days that weren't international women's day but you know baby steps i suppose and certainly an all women broadcast is is better than no all women broadcasts yeah i agree i know that fsn locally has been uh trying to get women involved on the broadcast uh, outside of, uh, you know, their studio anchors, whether they've had um, Audra Martin or Jamie Hirsch as their studio anchor. Uh, they've had, uh, they brought in, uh, I think uh, Chrissy Wendell uh, who, and, and Natalie Darwitz actually, who were, um, you know, the uh, absolute like Minnesota hockey greats uh, when it and actually not just Minnesota, Minnesota hockey, but uh, Olympic greats as well. And, um, I certainly think that uh, they could be uh, an asset to really any broadcast. And uh, and I know that they are, are certainly there. And I think they also are coaching their respective teams as well. But uh, it is kind of a cool uh, change up when you get uh, their commentary on the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, I think NHL Network brought in the Lamaru twins um, a couple of times after the, uh, the Olympics, uh, after the – the women won the uh, the Olympic gold medal in Pyeongchang uh, as part of their broadcast too. And um, I want to say that they, NHL Network has done a couple of things where they've done all women broadcasts between uh, Jamie Hirsch herself and uh, 
Uh, I think the lamp one, one, I think Jocelyn Lamro was on there as well as um, I think one of their other anchors that they got too. So uh, pretty cool. I think overall to get them to, to get women more involved in, I think it needs to happen more. Uh, I don't know if you listen to Bar Down Beauties. We've had Jesse Pierce on our on our, uh, our show before, but she hosts it with Alexis Pearson from the uh, Wild Radio Network. And uh, what I what I actually like about that podcast, and I, and I hope I encourage people to go check it out. But what I like about the podcast is it is, I think, not to denigrate our own podcast at all, but we are just two guys, and I think there's a lot of podcasts with just two guys talking about hockey and I think it was a real real nice change up to get a women's perspective um, both in broadcasting as well as writing and beat writing that kind of thing Um, and I think it it was just a nice change up um, because I think uh, they certainly had better questions to ask than the same ones that you get sometimes cliched uh, that you get in the in locker rooms that uh, the NHL is closing down all of a sudden Mm mm-hmm uh, there is another podcast too that I'm going to re- recommend, uh, in honor of international women's day, the, uh, the too many men podcast, which just debuted, uh, this, uh, this month, I think it might've mm-hmm. been very late in February too. Allison Lucan, who covers the, uh, Columbus blue jackets, Shana Goldman, who covers the Rangers and more. She actually broke the, uh, the Brady Shea trade. On deadline day, I don't know if you saw that, Joe. Uh, and yeah. then, and then Sarah Sivian, who covers the the beat writer for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they are all brilliant, and they're all super fun. And I recommend checking out that podcast. Uh, one other podcast I think we can uh, plug too, but uh, Carolyn Wilk, uh, who uh, has her own podcast uh, called uh, "Deep in the Heart," it's a Dallas Stars. Uh, centric podcast and she does a very very good job as well both writing and podcasting yep with uh with ann Marin as well and so for our little homage to uh, international women's day we are going to uh plug these three podcasts that we all think that you should check out there's the one that i mentioned carolyn wilkie um who uh, does deep in the heart of hockey um as well as the too many men that Tony, you mentioned with Shana Goldman, Allison Lucan and Sarah Sivian, all from the athletic and also locally here with uh, Jesse Pierce and Alexis Pearson who do barred down beauties. Uh, absolutely uh, fun listens. I think they keep it fun. They keep it entertaining and uh, they have a wealth and a breadth of, uh, of NHL and hockey knowledge in general that uh, makes it a good listen. So uh, happy international women's day. And uh, we thank everyone that are making their voice heard in the hockey community. And there, there's so many more that, that we can mention and we don't necessarily have time to, but from, you know, from the, the blogosphere and podcasting community, we have, you know, uh, women making very important contributions and lending their voice in the statistical community, the hockey analytics community. So many of the top voices there are women too. And, and with, uh, with Seattle as well, it's going all the way up to the NHL front offices with, uh, with not only Alex Mandricki, who was in Minnesota for several, uh, several years, but with folks like, uh, Namita Nandakumar, uh, getting hired by Seattle too, like more, it's been, it's been very slow and too slow for women to get even close. And it's still not there to an equitable 
voice in the hockey community, but there are a lot of pioneers out there who are smart and brilliant and uh, who deal with, frankly, a lot of garbage to uh, to uh, provide their voice to the community. And we're, we're happy to have them. And I almost forgot there is one more uh, Cami Granado, who's actually a professional scout, uh, I think, for the L.A. Kings front office as well. And she's the first woman scout. Uh, so breaking barriers everywhere. It's taken too long. And uh, we certainly want to uh, see more of this in the future. So, uh, again, happy International Women's Day. All right, Tony, to transition, we are going to talk about uh, – we're going to wrap up the state tournament in Minnesota, talk about the two championship games that concluded on Saturday. So stay tuned to Locked on Wild through the pause, and uh, we'll talk about your Minnesota State high school tournament wrap-up. You're listening to Locked on Wild. Welcome back to Locked On Wild here on Monday, March 9th here. And uh, Tony, the uh, the state tournament finally concluded here on Saturday in Minnesota. Did you uh, get a chance to pay much attention to it? Uh, no, but from afar, I was rooting for Minnesota. It's a good one. Good bet. I Way just knew that one of our boys was, uh, was going to be able to lift that... Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just a trophy. It's just a state championship trophy. There's no, there's no cup. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Uh, anyways, getting into class A action. Um, I kind of previewed it on the on the episode on Friday uh, because it wasn't uh, it wasn't yet concluded yet when uh, we um, when we did that show yeah anyways uh matamidi mama mia <laughs> matamidi a community here we go north, again the northeast metro uh the zephyrs ended up beating war road hockey town usa who was the number one seed five to one in a real strong defensive effort um and then uh was able to extend their lead in the third period as war road was trying to push a uh, really surprising game to see the number one seed go down. Um, they only scored one goal after scoring nine the night or the, the two nights before. Ooh, I saw that a uh, friend of the show, Jesse Pierce is a fan. Yeah. I, she was wearing her, uh, her Zephyr's letterman's jacket. <laughs> I think so. Um, and then uh, in the other um, semifinal Hermantown beat St. Cloud cathedral six to two and Hermantown uh, you know, seemingly is always in the championship in class a, but Hermantown, the one that everybody is starting to love to hate because they're just so dominant. Uh, Hermantown goes down three to two. And uh, again, just one of those real defensive efforts, Hermantown pushed and pushed and pushed. And uh, for the most part, the goaltending for Matamidi stood strong. Their defense played strong. Didn't allow a whole lot of uh, second chance opportunities. And when it all came down to it, Hermantown's pushing finally did uh, end up tying the game in the uh, in the waning seconds of the of regulation at about like I think it was twenty one point something seconds left, and uh, the um, the Hermantown Hawks ended up tying the game, forcing overtime, and uh, just an absolutely f- amazing finish to this game. Overtime hockey is always probably I think 
What do you think about overtime hockey in general? Like out of all the sports, hockey's got to be one of the best when it comes to just, you know, because it's sudden death. Yeah. Yeah. That rules. Uh, I, I don't think that there's an, another, there's a, there's another sport that really like captures that excitement. I think, I think football overtime, when it comes to sudden death, we talked about it before. It makes just enough, not sense <laughs> that like you're more worried about getting screwed over than you are like worried about winning or losing the game right uh through conventional means anyway um and then uh with with hockey i think it's just a fair shot from the jump it could be over in three seconds it could be over in two days (laughs) yeah it could be um and then like when you look at basketball basketball i think plays just an extended period where whoever has the most points after at the end of the time expires is your winner, which, which that can is, be exciting too, which is it's probably the most, death. right. It's probably the most fair. Um, I will say though, I do Extra like in baseball is also pretty fair. I would. Yeah, I, I would. Yes. Extra innings, either with a walk-off home run is exciting. Even just a walk-off hit is exciting, but there's something about like strike three, and to end the game, that is also really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like, I, I, I dig that part of it too, but uh, I do think NHL and not even just NHL, but hockey in general with doing the golden goal or, you know, sudden death overtime is, is by far one of the more exciting uh, features. And that's what we got treated to in the class, a final real, a real treat of a, of a championship game. And then as we move on to the class A bracket, it was Hill Murray, a private school again in the Northern Metro that um, took down the uh, Eden Prairie Eagles and Eden Prairie. They just, they just didn't have it. They just didn't have a whole lot going for them. There was uh, I, I mean, they did get it to within, uh, I think it was two to one. And then Hill Murray scored a go ahead goal. And then eventually, I think an empty netter as well. So, um, but overall, like Bill Lechner, who's the coach of, of Hill Murray, is just one of those few coaches with uh, that just kind of stands the, like the legendary title here in the state of Minnesota. Um, kind of almost like a Willard Eichelau. I don't know if he necessarily be remembered for that, but uh, uh, he's made it to so many championships, um, so many state tournament appearances in his tenure that. Um, Hill Murray is one of those blue blood programs here in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eden Prairie, again, just one of, they've got the, the middle stat uh, brothers who look strangely like Casey, but seemingly also bigger than Casey Middlestat as well. So um, can he do a pull up? That's my question. Good. That, you know what? That is a good question. I don't know if we'll get the answer to it unless they go for the uh, NHL draft. Uh, and I think they're pretty, I think they're underclassmen too. So I don't think that they're going to be NHL draft ready for at least another, I don't know, two seasons, maybe one or two seasons. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to wrap up the weekend, it was Blake beyond the yeah, Blake Beyondy, if I'm saying that right um, from Hermantown that ended up getting the um, uh, Mr. Hockey award. Uh, after the uh, the tournament concluded here on Sunday, so uh, just an absolute treat to uh, catch all the uh, the championships on Saturday. I, I basically wasted a day that I could have been productive in my house, and uh, to, to basically tune in and watch that. Uh, and it, I was treated to some really really fun hockey as well. So 
All right. Uh, another player who did play in the state tournament from South St. Paul and who was playing the puck as much as he is now, Alex Stalock, also um, got a chance to play in the state tournament. And uh, he's going to be our topic of our next segment and just kind of talk about really what he's done here in the month of February to now that it's turned over to March. Uh, he's been playing pretty well, and he's been uh, quite the uh, the driver for uh, for the Wild to getting back into this playoff picture. So we're going to take another break, and then we're going to get into some Alex Stalock. Alex Stalock love? Really? On this podcast? Stay tuned. Welcome back to Locked On Wild here. I'm your host, Joe, and with me is Tony, as always. Tony, we're going to get into some Alex Stalock love, right? Uh, is that Are we crazy? Uh, no, no, but Alex Stalock is being crazy good in the month of February. And honestly, if you, you can look at a lot of things, and I think Kevin Fiala is getting so much attention uh, for Minnesota catapulting back into the playoff race and, you know, even into the playoff bubble temporarily – uh, I, I think that Fiala does deserve that credit, but Stalock also deserves quite a bit of credit himself. Yeah, and some people might think that the play the the, the defense has has improved around him, but I'm going to say this right now. I, I went back and I went back to October 2nd through January 31st, and I just picked that because it's a clean break, right? Yeah. Um, the Wild had a 79.81 expected goals against and ranked first in that span Mm -hmm. in the league. You can't get better than first. No, you cannot. And if you're not first, you're last. (laughs) I I don't Um, think that's true in a league of 31 teams. Probably not. Uh, But uh, from February 1st to going in, going to that uh, Los Angeles Kings game, on uh, on Saturday on three seven, the Wild are twenty eight point eight two expected goals against and rank fourth. So they've dipped slightly, but not a mu- not a whole lot to say. Like yeah, this team is is has changed all that much. Whether it was after the trade deadline or after Bruce Boudreau ha- was fired, this team has remained mostly the same. Yeah, like there there hasn't really been a, a dynamic shift in I don't really think defensive system either. Like I think that uh Everson's kept it uh I, I think he's changed around like player personnel and, and deployment a little bit. But yeah. I think the overall system, like they might be playing more aggressively, but like I think that they're still as solid defensively system wise as ever. Yeah, and those numbers I think kind of bear that out as well. Um, but here's here's where you know, so we've isolated. Okay, the defense and the system has remained mostly the same. But here's the big change: Alex Stalock's all-in save percentage through October second to January thirty-first was eighty-five point one five. Not good. Below replacement, right? Yeah, not great. Not great at all. And this is this is the real kicker. We've talked about how. When the Minnesota Wild get league average goaltending, they tend to do pretty well. Well, what happens when they get way better than league average goaltending? Well, you're right. I'm sorry, mean, I saw I saw the stats too. <laughs> yeah, they, they go way up, but but uh, Stalock's save percentage was ninety point seven zero from February first to uh, 
to today, basically. And I know that there was a time in there um, roughly in the middle of February where he had roughly a, a streak of uh, 0.934 or something crazy like that, where he really turned it on and really got good. So um, that rise in save percentage, I mean, it's amazing how well this team has done. And it's because Alex Daylock has kind of figured something out. I mean, I don't know. Like, I want to give I want to give a ton of credit to Alex Daylock and say that yes, he's making the saves. It's really great that he's making the saves. He's playing out of his mind right now, and he is absolutely deserving uh, to to be leaned on the way that Dean Evison's leaning on him. I mm-hmm. am taking none of this away from him at all whatsoever. But at the same time. You know, goaltending can be voodoo sometimes. And sometimes, you know, you're just absolutely in the zone. And there's not really, like, uh, you know, you may you maybe didn't fi- figure anything out or change your game at all. But just, like, everything starts coming up Alex. <laughs> and, and everything's coming up Alex now. And he's playing great. And he's, uh, he's, yeah, I, 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 he, you know, I'm not even going to hold the LA game against him. You know, like no, he he, you know, had had a lot of bad defense in front of him played, and and yes, I will say that uh, I almost never say that with goalies, but <laughs> this time, yes, he, he did have a lot of bad defense played in front of him, and you know, when when the he's he's held up more than his end of the bargain when uh, when Minnesota's held up theirs, and that's all you want from your goalie when you have a team that's built like Minnesota. Absolutely. What it comes down to is for the, for the wild is they need Alex Stalock to make the saves he's supposed to make. And I would say that, you know, there might've been a, a Columbus game in there where he, he made a couple of boneheaded plays trying to play the puck that cost him. But outside of really kind of that, he's made the saves that he's been expected to make. And even some that he wasn't supposed to, and that's how you get a 934 save percentage, really. Um, now, do I think that this is like the long haul? Is this Alex Daylock that can go in the future? No, I'm not. I think his career averages bear out that he can do things like this. And he can also become an an 85.15 save percentage goaltender as well. But uh, at this point, with the Wild needing him, if they really are serious about a playoff run, or a playoff push, he's delivering. Yeah, absolutely. Minnesota, you know, for, for as great as Kevin Fiala has been, for as much as our offense has been liable to pop on pretty much every given night, uh, as well as Dean Evson has, has done in, in getting, you know, the most out of this group, which, like, who thought that we would be saying that after Bruce Boudreaux left, by the way? Um, right. With all of that, I think that Staylock definitely deserves – his due, and uh, especially from us, right? Because you know we've been uh, yep. somewhat Staylock skeptical, and and I think that I think that the evidence has has borne out on that. But you know, like we want to to also like, but you know we're hardly biased against him. Like you know he seems like a really good guy. Uh, he seen you know he uh, you want a guy like Staylock to succeed, uh, and uh, and he is. And we are very happy to point that out too. Yeah. What you can say is from us is it's like, yeah, we, we certainly look at his numbers and we believe that he's probably isn't the long-term 
solution here in Minnesota. That's fine. And and he's a career backup that maybe is probably getting to the point where maybe he's, he's not there, but at the same time, I think we're, you know, mature enough to admit like when a person is, is due some, uh, some praise as well, when they're, when they're clearly playing well and a big reason why this, this team has been on, uh, on the run that they're on. Heck yeah, Al, this one's for you. <laughs> All right, Tony, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Oh Hi Tony. You can find my work at The Athletic Minnesota. And you can find my work on zonecoverage.com as well as find me on Twitter at JoeBoo15. And that will do it for today's show. If you liked today's show, please hit the subscribe button so your device sends it to you every time that there's a new episode without having to do any extra work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow Locked On Wild on Twitter. Just look up at Locked On Wild. Pretty simple. You can also get in touch with us via email. Just email your listeners' choice segments. Just if you want to say, hey, you're a big fan of the show or whatever you want to do, just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Locked On Wild. Be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.